I'm uh, sitting at the Clooney with uh, Colonel J.D. Wilkes and latest member of the uh, legendary Shack Shakers, Rod. How are you, gentlemen? Doing good, Doing Ali. Good. So obviously, uh, the first question I've got to ask is, Rod, why is yeah. Rod with the band? And uh, Well, our, our uh, old guitar player, Dwayne, uh, stepped off uh, to go play with Tomahawk, which is one of Mike Patton's bands that he intermittently plays with. And this year, they're putting on another record and uh, you know he's he's got a lot of projects, and it was always sort of the deal anyway. Uh, but uh, Rod came came about uh, whenever the Dirt Dobbers were playing in Atlanta. He opened up for us. Right. What was the name of that venue? Uh, the Highland Inn. The Highland Inn in Atlanta, <clears throat> and uh, we uh, struck up a conversation, and then uh, one thing led to another. Emails going back and forth, and uh, I like the way he plays, and. Uh, and I remember him that night from times before, and uh, and uh, it just uh, to me it suits uh, nothing against Dwayne. Dwayne and I wrote some really cool, kind of more exper experimental, agro-industrial things. Yeah. But uh, getting back to my uh, roots and blues, uh, I, I thought Rod would be a uh, the perfect fit for the direction I want to go in now, which right. is more back in that swamp, right? Uh, swamp blues direction. Okay, and and obviously, I mean. The listeners can't see, but Roger's sporting a beautiful quiff, and uh, <laughs> you obviously have a much more uh, rockabilly, rock and roll, blues style about you than perhaps Dwayne did mm -hmm. as a guitar player. Uh, do, do you feel that you do bring in that more rockabilly sound? Are you? I, I try to do more, uh, more of the traditional uh, blues aspect to right. make the more uh, kind of dirty, dirty guitar tones and, and uh, more of the stuff. Uh, you know, he plays. You know, Swamp Blood and, and Cockadoodle Don't was a big uh, influence on me, where more guitar tone and stuff like that. So, and a lot of the same music, uh, uh, it's kind of like that. But I, I try to bring more of the uh, more of that style, more of the swamp blues, right? More uh, mm -hmm. Delta blues era, you know, stuff like that too. Okay. Yeah, so. so the 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 industrial side of things, because the last time we talked, mm -hmm. you, that was a side that you were you thought mm -hmm. you would probably go further with and getting the mm -hmm. agro-industrial sound and the industrial sounds mm -hmm. and Dwayne was talking about prepared guitars and all this right. sort of thing, yeah? Has that all gone by the way? No, like I mean, all our, all our records have some cacophonous kind of noise, sure, yeah. uh, you know, art noise on it. So that'll always be a part of what we uh, do and on our records, you know, to a degree. You know, we were trying to create like an atmosphere with each record. Mm. So... Um, uh, it's not just a collection of 10 or 12 songs. There, there are like um, kind of uh, head-scratching interludes that, yeah. that, that weave them all together in, in a sort of narrative. Right. And that's, that's just the way we've always made records and you know, all the way back to Cockadoodle Don't. It makes it more of a thematic experience, you know? So um, it might not be prepare guitar, but it, it'll be clinking you know, banjos out of tune or right, like some right. sound effects, you know, I grabbed from a, a freight train yard or something right. that, that might um, serve a similar purpose. Okay. And have you started preparing for the, for the next album? Have yeah, I've got all the songs written uh, lyrically and, uh, you know, a, kind of a ballpark thing. I mean, Rod are going to get together and, and try to flesh out something a little more uh, right. rootsy and uh, kind of getting back to more of that cockadoodle bone era okay. of... Uh, and Swamp Blood, you know, mm -hmm. we touch on that intermittently mm -hmm. with our records, you know. Right. Less of the polka thing, less of the industrial thing, and then right. back to our roots and where we're... And I think we know how to play that the best, you know. We'll leave the other stuff to the experts. Right. 
Okay. I always thought you were pretty good at your polkas, I've got to say. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. There's always going to be that heartbeat rhythm in yeah, there, you know, yeah. I kind of like some ska stuff and, uh-huh. and uh, stuff that's good for, for dancing to, you know. Uh, that's first and foremost. It has to sound good to get people dancing and get people enjoying themselves in a live setting. And uh, can you let us into any of the ideas for the songs lyrically? What what have we got cooked up? This uh, you know, I'm a sucker for those themes. So I, I, you know, in time for hopefully in time for 2012, we've got some uh, uh, lyrical nods to uh, the great uh, sleeping prophet Edgar Casey, who's a Western Kentucky mystic, right. and uh, that. Uh, uh, so we're you know who predicted the end of the world and you know and, and the rise of Hitler and the JFK assassination and right. 9/11 you know it's all in his prophecies right. he's a he's a homeboy and a lot of people know who he is he's like our modern day Nostradamus and right. so but that I'm not gonna be too heavy handed with that just just some little lyrical nods here right. and there you know but uh, we don't want it to turn into like some you know, academic dissertation you know but you know all the songs will be basically um, you know you know, grooving, mid-tempo, kind of good, you know, danceable stuff that, that uh-huh. that's a heavy duty on the blues and uh, and uh, the, the Southern Gothic lyrics as usual. Right, yeah. okay. No more readings from the Book of the Dead then? Can... Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Well, definitely stories inspired by the Book of the Dead, right. the Kentucky Book of the Dead. Yeah. And uh, stories that I grew up, you know, you know as always, you know, uh, local legends from Kentucky. And, uh, that's my calling card, so I don't want to abandon that just yet okay now uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the, the dirt dopers obviously you, you've been working a lot on in the, in the last couple of years as well mm-hmm. and you've just been over yeah to a to a europe uh with them how did that go i missed it, you unfortunately it went great and the Clooney gig yeah uh, was really Clooney too gig yeah. was really nice and and uh, really great um had a, a pretty pretty sizable crowd there for a little band like that and uh and england uh, bbc two's been playing us and uh, mm. we were on uh Clive Anderson. Anderson, that's right, yes. He interviewed us, and uh, we played on his show, and and so, you know, we've been getting some airplay, yeah. because it's it's a little more mainstream, a little more uh, palatable for the masses, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a straight ahead, you know, folky, um, uh, you know, kind of old brother art thou, it's yeah. what the white people uh, uh, describe it, you know, it's almost like yeah. its own genre, the name of a new genre, <laughs> but it's just old time music, you know, and it's accessible, simple, three chord songs, and the, and there's a girl in the band, that, you know, and uh, so it's that's it, that always seems to double the the amount of appeal when you put when a girl in the, the girl band. In the yeah. Band. <laughs> so no thoughts of getting a female guitarist in the aura or a female drummer like White Stripes? No, no. Although we might have to. We had uh, we had some trouble with our uh, our drummer had uh, Brett Whitaker had a uh, his heart stopped at age right. thirty six and had to be resuscitated and given a pacemaker. Right. So uh, we're uh, we're down uh, uh, our usual drummer. He's recovering right now, and uh, we've got Eddie from Lexington, Kentucky, Eddie Purdy, right. sitting in tonight and All the right. rest of this tour. So okay. he was kind enough. To, Has this just happened recently? This just know? happened. Yeah, five days before this tour okay. was to begin. So right. he crammed hard listening to live recordings and right. and you know had a passport and was ready to go. So right. to his credit, he's been uh, keeping the ball rolling for us. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, was there any thought about uh, perhaps having the Dirt Dobers and the Shack Shakers together on tour over here or? 
Uh, I think it's going to happen in July. I'm not sure if uh, it's going to work out to where one band's opening for the other, or it's going to be switching off right. one night for the other. You know, depending on the gig and depending on the booking. Uh, we do that in America. Right. I, I know Jessica and I both prefer not to, and Mark prefers not to uh, have that workload. Right. Uh, opening up for yourself it's also kind of weird yeah, yeah, it can be yeah. perceived as egotistical <laughs> you know but uh, it's quality control is what we're after no no we're we're just going to uh, we're trying to keep the two things separate right. it's, it's kind it's, of two separate uh, in a way it's two separate demographics we're going for you okay. know because yeah, yeah. you know you got the crazy rock and roll people that see the shack shakers yeah. and, and then you've got this kind of more earnest BBC listening NPR <laughs> listening crowd and, Likes uh, Jessica, so I, I don't know it, if we can somehow combine the two. It would seem more financially uh, yeah. sensible. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely, and, and and it's 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 you only got so many days of the year, you know, to devote yeah. full steam to yeah. the, you know to the band. So it makes sense to combine them, but we're going to try our best to kind of keep them separated uh, to a degree. Okay, and. On the touring side of things, coming back over to Europe, obviously Europe's in a bit of a depression, I suppose the world's in a whole depression at the minute, have you found it harder getting gigs and stuff? Has it? No, the gigs are coming in left and right. Uh, the pay is affected, uh, but we're still able to make a living. Um, we're, we're, you know, if anything, they, they book too many shows for us because, right. you, know, uh, you know, we had the, about a month with the Dirt Daubers over here. Jessica flew back. Me and Mark continued on, yeah. and we're doing a whole other month as the Shack Shakers, yeah. and with no days off. That's two yeah, months with no back, days back, off, yeah. and it's and, and trying to do that show every night. Yeah. And even the Dirt Daubers, it's, it's stressful to, to to do that every night without a day off. But I, I kind of kind of have to suck it up because. I could be mining coal or well, ditches, exactly. You, know? yeah, you could be digging a hole in the road. That's what I was thinking. You know? But um, you're putting your soul out there every night. It's a, it's it is a it, it, it's a different kind of stress and different yeah. kind of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. So, Rod, what influences do you have? What who are your influences? As a guitar player. Um, as a guitar player, uh, I don't really have many guitar influences, but I do have a lot of influences like uh, Blind Willie McTell, uh, a lot of the older blues guys. Um, Tom Waits, you know, guitar players, uh, nowadays there's not, there's not too many guys I can look to, but there's a lot of guys who, like, a couple guys like Jack White who've done really, really well, Right. but, um, that's one of the only guys that, uh, nowadays, but, uh, there's a lot of influences, I like the, a lot of old music, uh, blues and jazz, and, right. you know, all that, uh, a lot of weird stuff, and, and uh, depressing, eerie music, like Skip James, and, there's so many but uh, Beefheart yeah. Captain Beefheart yeah Captain Beefheart's a big deal but uh, um, yeah it kind of it kind of helps me as a, as a musician okay. to I can relate to that because you know I don't lis listen to just harp players or just banjo players yeah. you know and like you can you draw inspiration from any instrument in any genre yeah. really and yeah. it's it's, uh, it's something, it just has to be something pure and musical about uh, what you're hearing to, you know to influence you it could be anything it could be uh you know, um, sounds in the in the yard or in the farm or like in the city. You know, like sound effects. Yeah, it could be like yeah, it could be uh, stuff found in nature. You know, so everything. There's music. I hear why I hear music in the windshield wipers, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and so, what else? You've been doing comic books and films. I mean, mm -hmm. 
you've just said that it's a hard workload, but you don't seem to stop. Yeah. But you're, well, there's a lot of downtime, and uh, so, um, you know, if I'm not doing something with the downtime, then I, I'm not giving it my all. I don't think so. When right. I'm home, if I've got time for a breather, at least an afternoon, I'll go sit with my the guy that helps me make these films, uh, my editor, uh-huh. and um, and or, or we, we might go out and shoot some old timer, you know. And nailing tin cans to a tree or something just something interesting to do because yeah. I live in a very boring little town bless its heart Paducah Kentucky um, so you gotta you gotta find something to make it interesting you know so what I do is rather you know instead of going to the mall or you know or hanging out in a food court uh-huh. you know because that's about all you can do in that town you, you don't just kind of go back out in the woods and just collect stories and songs from uh-huh. the, from the old timers who are dying left and right. So it's 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 beginning to get scary that all we're gonna have left are like uh, pop culture uh, infected uh, folks from here on out. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, we, I'm I'm more interested in the people that predate pop culture and television and the way that in in all the uh, or the people that are are so left of center and maybe perhaps isolated that are. are uh, still unaffected by it like the visionaries right in the, in the woods do you feel that you you are uh, sort of protecting the old time like the heritage of I hope so time? yeah I, I mean at least it's gonna it's getting an extra push right before you know it finally goes away because I don't think there's any stopping it I mean it'll, it'll always be I mean forever be in the underground because of technology being what it is yeah. and, and pop culture and mind control and um, so at least, at least I can encapsulate some of it in our records and, and uh, the comics and movies, you know, before it's all gone, lost to the ages, down the memory hole. Yeah, just one more record of it to get for one more generation. If there's someone else that wants to take the uh, pick up the mantle and or the torch, uh, then they can do it when I'm dead. Excellent. So what next then? Obviously, you've got the rest of this to, yeah, to do, and then another week and a half of this. Uh, go home. I hit the road with the Dirt Divers up to Maine to play some festivals, and uh, there might be a little downtime after that. Probably not much. I'm going to go to Atlanta, I guess, or Rod. You can come up to Paducah if you want to get together and jam on some new yeah. stuff and uh, start plotting out a new record. Because um, that's that's so no new. thoughts of jamming via the internet then or no. <laughs> Using technology to its best. No, and, uh, no, we're not going to escape each other. With, with <laughs> FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's not good. No, plus I have a lot to show him too in Atlanta too. So, and he's got a lot to show me in Paducah. So. Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, and you mentioned festivals. Are there any festivals over in the UK? And the Shack Shakers and Dirt Darbs are headed to Norway to play a festival. Right. Um, up in the Arctic Circle. Of Tromsø. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, played it before, and it's really cool. And it, but you, so, you seem to be really popular up in, in Scandinavia. Yeah, Scandinavia is good. Yeah. We uh, got on the ground floor there a long time ago, and we hold our own there. You know, it's leveled off. You know, this... It, it, you know, it's fickle everywhere, you know, like yeah. just as you, you pick up steam, you know, it kind of subsides. If you don't get back there right away, you know, it's hard to get over here. Yeah. And like personnel changes being what they are, heart, people having heart attacks. That <laughs> <laughs> yes. life happens, you know, it's, it's, but it is, it's like spinning plates, you know, you got to get, oh wait, but we have to get back to California, you know, and we want to crack into Australia one day, you know, yeah, so you, right. gotta, you can't please everyone. But, uh, yeah, we, um, we got to get back to Norway. We got to get back to Scandinavia. But I, I think that uh, England is the most important 
um, market for us in Europe because any success you have over here can be transferred back to America. To the States, yeah. Yeah, because they read Mojo, they know Jules Holland, a lot yeah. of the BBC shows are carried over NPR, you know, it's it's a common kind of culture in a way. Yeah. So we, um, if we can do well here, we can do better back home. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for taking right, the time man. to talk and uh, best of luck with the tour and tonight's show, of course. I think it'll be a, a doozy, as they say. <laughs> and uh, like I said, best of luck. Thank you very much. All right, man. Thank All you. All right. Uh-huh.